You are now listening to the Hack My Age podcast, the show that brings you guests for biohacking women over 50. I'm your host, Zora Benamou, a gerontologist, digital nomad, certified sports nutrition, and breathing coach. I'm the author of the Longevity Master Plan, the cookbook, Eating for Longevity, and a new upcoming energy reboot program for women over 50. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and I would really appreciate it if you could please leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find us too. This is a really small but very critical gesture that makes a huge impact for me to support a podcast for older women, help us grow stronger, get our voice out there, and attract even more amazing guests to the show for you and for me. You can now watch all of our podcast interviews and more on the Hack My Age YouTube channel. Some of our interviews include slideshows, so it's great to have. Every day there is a new video, so just search Hack My Age on YouTube.com or find the link on the HackMyAge.com website. Easy peasy. Before we start the show, I need to tell you that I'm going to go to the Profound Health Summit in London from September 30th to October 2nd, 2022, and it's a jam-packed weekend. We're going to meet some of the guests we already had on the show in person, like Dr. Bill Laurence, who will teach us even more about peptides, and Phil Mikens, who shared how to reverse macular degeneration and cataracts. And you're going to love all the other guests who will focus on peptides and their role in epigenetics of aging and improving our health and, and more importantly, our health span. So we're going to have time for drinks, a fancy tea break, three-course lunch and dinner, and time for networking with some of the most brilliant minds and aging. And it's in a really luxurious setting too at the Gluten Who Golf and Spa Resort. So make sure you make time to join me in the sauna. Uh, early bird tickets are now available. And whether you book now or later, use the code Zora, Z-O-R-A, to get a free entry to the VIP cocktail and a free consultation with me, maybe even while we're in the sauna. So go to profound-health-summit com for all the details and I'll see you there. Well, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hack My Age podcast. For the next 30 minutes, we are talking about easy self-care rituals with life coach Sam Thomas. Sam has a master's of education and studied positive psychology. She also co-founded Sparked, a platform to help women heal emotional eating. We were so fortunate to meet Sam and I in my first health retreat in Thailand, and we totally clicked. And she has been amazing at helping some of my clients get to the next level. We've been collaborating with a lot of things and wonderful person for you to get to know. So without further ado, welcome, Sam. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. All the way from Australia, too. So thank yeah. you for staying up <laughs> at night. I've um, been told, by the way, that my accent is getting stronger since I've been back longer. So ah, <laughs> interesting. Feels stronger. Apparently, that's from being home for so long. <laughs> that happens to me, too, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. So that's what li- living abroad does to you. And then you come back. So it's all exactly. good. So <laughs> tell me, I'm really excited to talk about easy self-care rituals. (laughs) We call it easy because there's a lot of self-care stuff that maybe take a long time or, or just not practical or it's expensive. And I want to cut to the chase with these hacks and say, how can we introduce sort of rituals, but that are not too difficult. So 
First of all, I want to ask you why, what, what is a self ritual? Because a lot of people think, oh, well, it's just going to the spa, get my nails done or, you know, self care when you think about self care. What exactly do you define as self care? And why do we need it to live a longer, better, healthier life? Yes. <laughs> I love that question. Because I think this is like my biggest beef with self care is that we have such a bizarre, narrow idea of what it is. And we have taken this concept and made it mean like pampering like yeah. going to the spa getting a manicure getting a pedicure whatever it may be and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with any of those things like I'm all for them I love them but I think self-care is so much bigger than that and it really is as the name suggests it's taking care of yourself it is treating yourself um, again like everything that I talk about treating yourself with kindness with respect it's treating yourself as if you were a small child and therefore taking care of yourself in that way. So I think like self-care, we can talk about self-care rituals, but I think it's so broad and it's all about how do you really take the best care of your body, of your mind, of your spirit. So it's simple things like making sure you get enough sleep, making mm-hmm. sure that you have some kind of a, a routine, which is really, really great for the body, like as in getting up at the same time and starting your day in the same way. It's things like not being in like bigger things like not participating in toxic relationships and setting boundaries and it's everything that allows you to take care of yourself as if you were parenting yourself actually you were the first person that introduced me to this this um i guess way of thinking to think of yourself as a five-year-old and that really changed things for me and my clients from the perspective of taking care of ourselves because we are kind of like kids, you know, we well, yeah. want to stay up on my phone all night and I want to mm-hmm. binge watch movies until mm-hmm. four in the morning. I want to, yeah. you know, and you're like, I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> Why should I? Yeah. But it's taking care and treating yourself like a five-year-old and you have to really, yeah. rem- that actually removes yourself emotionally some in some ways and you take yeah. a different perspective you it's like standing yeah. back and you look at yourself and go would I let my five-year-old stay up all night playing video games no no, yeah, so no. <laughs> why would you do that to yourself yeah. and so and we is- are like the five-year-old and we but again that's why it's difficult sometimes when you say self-care and people say oh, I want to go to the spa and get my nails done, get a massage. Well, we love that stuff. Like who doesn't like that? Yeah, stuff? exactly. That's that nice. time and money if you got it. But when you say go to bed early, that's not fun. Yeah. I'm right. <laughs> exactly. This is the thing. Like sometimes self-care isn't fun. Sometimes self-care means not, for example, spending more money than you earn. That's a great example of self-care. You know, it's, it is taking care of everything about yourself. And I love the reason why I tell people treat yourself like a five-year-old is that what, what we do when we're parenting or when we have little kids is we're just treating them with like so much love and we're really making sure that we are, are looking after them. So, you know, a good example of this is when they're little, when any child is little, we're so good at having an evening routine and making sure that kid is winding down, making sure that they, after they eat their dinner at the dinner table or whatever, then they have a bath and then they get read a story and there's like a set bedtime and it's very like relaxing and gentle. And, and then as adults, like you say, you know, we, we sit up and we're like eating chocolate and watching Netflix and not eat, like we just do not. <laughs> 
treat ourselves like we would a little kid. And yet yeah. the little kid is that is that beautiful example of this is how you treat someone that you love when you care about their well-being and how they're going to feel the next day. That's the question then that you have to pose to yourself is one, yeah. do you love yourself? Do you love yourself enough to treat yourself with kindness and with the structure that you need to feel better, to thrive? I mean, why do you, okay, why do you get your kids on this routine and go to bed early? Why do you make them go to school? Why do you tell them they can't have dessert before they finish their vegetables or something, right? Yeah. yeah. For their well-being. You want them to... Totally to thrive, right? Yeah. And be healthy. Everything that a parent does is for their child's well-being. And so even when you look at, I think parents are getting better at this. You know, we talk, we talk a lot about emotions or I talk a lot about emotions and I know you and I have Zora in the past, but mm-hmm. this idea that, you know, when a child is being emotional, hopefully the parent like comforts them and, or like talks to them about how they're feeling, whether they're sad or they're angry and really tries to take care of that kid. And as an adult, when we have all of these you know, negative emotions, we, again, we don't treat ourselves in the same way. We start feeling bad that we're feeling sad or guilty, or, and then we start reaching for things to make ourselves feel better. And it's like, how would you actually, if you had a little kid that was upset and, and feeling really overwhelmed or anxious, how would you treat them? And we would be super kind and we say, it's okay, you know, what can I do to help you? And, and that's what we need to be doing for mm-hmm. ourselves is like comforting in us, ourselves and saying, you know, what can I it's almost like we need to, for self-care, get better at asking ourselves some questions and saying to ourselves, what do I need right now? And then giving that to ourselves. You know, maybe you do need to spend an evening alone and not go to something that you've committed to and you need to set a boundary. Maybe you do need to go to bed early, but it's, it's getting better at asking that question. What do I need right now so that I can feel my best self and so that I can thrive tomorrow? You know, what's going to mm-hmm. help me get there? So why is it so hard? yeah (laughs) it's so hard I I mean people don't do it because it's not fun or it's too hard or what's happening to the person because when you when you're a child okay you have your mom there great Mm -hmm. and she or he or your dad and they tell you to do things whether you like it or you don't but those are the rules and you have to stick with it so Mm -hmm. you know when you're on your own as an adult you don't have anyone else there it's like Mm -hmm. it's time to grow up and we still want to be kids so Mm -hmm. why is that so difficult for us and what can we do about it yeah, that's such a good How question. Do we fix it? I think, you know, it, it's this kind of strange irony in that when, as soon as you become an adult, right, you have so much freedom and freedom is such a beautiful thing. But with freedom comes a lot of basically everything is your choice and you get to choose whether you want to participate in something that's going to be good for you tomorrow or whether you want to do something self-destructive. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of us, uh, I, I think it's, it's, the nature of our society is that we are really used to kind of instant gratification and we we have become very obsessed with with feeling how we want to feel in a particular moment and not thinking about longer term the the consequence of that and this is the thing like when you're a parent and you're doing that for your kid that's the lens you come at it with like you are concerned about their long-term well-being and so you are making choices for them based on how you want that child to be in the world and grow up And so you're teaching that whether they like it or not, you are delaying gratification, you're setting rules, you're saying, no, you can't have this right now. 
And then as soon as we become an adult and we're like, oh, we don't have rules anymore. Then we're like, oh, I can just get this thing right now. I'm just going to like instantly take this pleasure in the moment and not worry about the fact that tomorrow I'm not going to feel great. If I pull an all-nighter and I don't get any sleep or if whatever that self-destructive behavior may look like. And so I think part of it is just we get into these really bad habits because we just want instant gratification. And I think it's about really looking at to all of your work around longevity and lifespan and health span. It's like, well, how are you going to like live a full and happy and well life over the long term? And the only way to do that is to bring back in really boring boundaries for yourself and routines that, you know, might not feel like the greatest thing in the moment, but are going to set you up for success over the long term. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's hard, but I guess you have to do it. And I, so let's talk about, let's maybe bang out some, some of these, some hacks, yeah. some, some things that are maybe easier and funner to, in terms of self-care, things that are, then the things yeah. that are hard and what, what can we do to make it easier so that we stick with these good self-care rituals? Yeah. I think a beautiful way to start with self-care, if, if it's sounding boring, because I am making it sound a bit boring tonight, is to go, okay, what, like to come up with a joy list, right? Of every single thing that brings you joy, anything that you can think of, whether it's a person, a place, a thing, a sound, a smell, whatever it is, anything that gives you a sense of joy, create an enormous list. And then I would say the first thing that you can do for self-care is to start incorporating one thing on your list every day, because that's another way that we take care of ourselves is that we give ourselves permission to feel joy every day. What are you the first things on your list that bring you joy? Oh my goodness. I have so many things, but like, I'm very lucky because of where I live that I'm able to do some of these things daily, right? So a huge one for me is if I can get in the ocean before breakfast, specifically before breakfast, that's Uh like enormous sense of joy for me. Um, My daily walks, certain podcasts, there's certain um, songs. So I have a whole like playlist of just songs that bring me joy. So they're like funnier songs, you know, there's a whole heap of music that I listen to, but on my joy list is like things that make me want to dance, like Justin Timberlake and like funny Mm -hmm. songs from the nineties. And even like my morning, my morning coffee is a real like moment, just that Mm. single moment of joy for me. It really is. So it's, tuning into those little things. Actually, the coffee ritual is something that pops up a lot with my clients. And they very often, mm. they, they get scared. They're like, you're going to take away my coffee. Are you going to take away these things? And I said, yeah. I, I, the first thing I do is I ask, why do you drink the coffee? Are you addicted? Mm. Do you need the energy? Is there you know, mm. something we can replace it with or what? And very often, it's joy. They say, it's just yeah. a moment that I absolutely love. And, and it turns out it's not, you know, very often it's not addiction or they don't need it. You know, they've managed some, you know, come to Phuket cleanse or we don't have any caffeine at all and totally. they fine, but they do say, I miss my coffee. I miss that ritual. So very often I just keep it, you know, and if it's caffeine and is an issue, well, just go decaf, like not a big deal yeah. because to take away that joy, that ritual that every single morning. And I have to say, many people, I would say most people have some kind of ritual that brings them super joy in the morning mm-hmm. when it revolves around food or drink, or, you know, it could be tea or tea moment mm-hmm. or the coffee thing, or just going to the same cafe every morning and seeing those people. Yeah. It's not about going to eat the croissant or something that they're mm-hmm. going for. It's about seeing those people. And, mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't, I couldn't take that away. I, I, that's yeah. <laughs> 
And that's the thing. It's like sometimes we need to, you know, particularly when there's all these different things going on in our health and we can hear, you know, like, yeah, mm -hmm. get rid of the coffee if your adrenals or whatever's going on. But yeah. I think sometimes we've got to weigh up. Well, if it is, if we're taking away a real moment of joy, is it, it worth it? <laughs> is it worth it? And is it the balance? Because if your goal is to have better health, to live longer, better, to have more energy or, mm -hmm. you know, try to mm -hmm. delay these signs and symptoms of aging, um, you have to weigh the consequences. Is it worth it? Frank, my husband is doing, um, he's doing a pretty strict keto now. And every time he does that, he's like, not in a good mood. <laughs> I think we need to bring carbs back in your life, sweetie. Cause it's yeah. like, I think he's, he's missing the joy. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, yeah. but I got to lose that extra, you know, five pounds. And just, he knows that that's going to cut it, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. just, yeah, I just tell him, is it, is it really worth it? Because it's not kind of fun anymore to be around you sometimes when you're just, yeah. he's losing that joy. So, mm. and I have, it happens with a lot of my clients too. They want to go really strict and it's not, and you're just, but yeah, you have to, to find that balance. And, um, and that's what we do as, as health coaches as well is okay. Yeah. That brings you joy, but yet it's damaging your health. Let's find yeah. a way around it so that you can still have this self-care ritual, whatever it is, that yeah. to, to keep it and, and just have it modified and hopefully. And that's why, <laughs> yeah, the bigger the joy list, the better, because when there is something on that joy list that is destructive to your health, then it's not about saying, okay, I'm never, ever going to do this thing again or whatever. But if you have all of these other things that you're aware of that bring you joy, then you can get that joy in other ways, you know, uh -huh. it's just that. Some of us only have like the morning coffee and that's our one moment of joy because we've filled our life with all of these other commitments. And it's about really pairing, pairing it back and looking and going, okay, what other things used to bring me joy? When did I feel joy? When was the last time that I felt joyful and trying to bring some of those elements back in? Yeah. Because you know, that that's taking care of yourself is allowing yourself to experience that joy. Exactly. So that's a pretty cool um, hack to do is just create this list of joy and incorporate one new thing every day. And I, I love your rituals getting outside. Those are fantastic. You feel good. And sometimes it, mm. you, you, you don't realize it brings you joy until you're actually out there and doing it. This episode is sponsored by Primadine, a supplement that if I had to choose only one, it would pretty much be this one. It's because primidine is spermidine, and this has been shown to activate autophagy, which is super important, and it's basically a cellular cleanup and recycling process that declines as we age. When we get older, our cells accumulate a lot of junk and a lot of waste, and this isn't really great for us, so we need to clean it up. So if you want some research, go to primidine.com, and you can see all of it supporting cognitive health and heart health, hormone balancing, and long and strong hair, nails, and eyelashes by using spermidine. So another very important reason why I love primidine in particular so much is that I've never had received ever as much feedback about a product as I have with primidine, literally several times a week, someone reaches out to me on Facebook or Instagram with an amazing testimonial. And most of the time it's about improved sleep. So I can honestly say that I can 100% be convinced now that primidine is the best spermidine supplement you'll ever find. 
And you can try it with a 15% discount by using the code Zora, Z-O-R-A, on primadine.com. And that's P-R-I-M-E-A-D-I-N-E.com. Now enjoy the show. Hey, I'm butting in for a quick second. If you enjoy the content brought to you in this podcast, consider supporting Hack My Age by becoming a patron on patreon.com. This is where you can drop a tip or become a member for the price of a coffee. Members get special material, free coaching, and private Zoom calls. Join us by going to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash hack my age. Thanks for your support. Now let's get back to the podcast. So what else would you say in terms of self-care rituals that are, are, are easy and, and uh, we can implement in our lives? Yeah, I would say, and I know I've spoken a little bit about it already, is, is I think that morning routines and evening routines are some of the best things we can do, not only for our health, but mm. like just in, in terms of taking care of ourselves. I think the way that we start our day and the way that we end our day have, has a huge impact on our entire day. Mm-hmm. So... I would say the the better we can get at coming up with our own little routine that feels really lovely, right? This isn't about me dictating to someone what their evening routine should be. But Mm -hmm. I always say to people, you know, when you're coming up with an evening routine, think about your body, your mind and your spirit. And can you do one thing to nurture each of those elements of yourself? And you can do more than one thing if you want to. And I think it's about, again, when anyone's making any kind of change to their life or to their health and they want to introduce elements of self-care, start small. You know, don't start with an epic hour-long routine. Just start with five minutes. And then the more you kind of get used to that and enjoy it, then maybe you'll want to extend it and it will become longer. But, you know, my evening routine, I have um, lavender essential oil that I diffuse, which makes me feel really calm and relaxed. And I have a cup of peppermint tea and I read a book in bed and then I do my gratitude journal, which is my element for my just spirit. And, And that brings me a lot of joy, like thinking about what are the three moments today that I'm really grateful for. And so, you know, just having that, the, the oil and the tea and the book and the gratitude that doesn't take me very long. Like that whole process is really only a 20 minute little ritual, yeah. but that's how I end my day. And it like absolutely affects how I sleep at night, which I sleep really soundly after I've kind of, you know, wound down like that, which mm-hmm. then allows me to get up in the morning and to go for my morning walk and get my coffee and then get to the beach before I have breakfast, which is just an epically beautiful way to start the day. Yeah. Um, but again, for people that don't, they don't live near a beach or whatever, it's just what can you do for your body, your mind and your spirit? And that might only be doing a couple of stretches or having a glass of hot water with lemon or it, it can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I think that element of having a great way to start the day and a great way to end the day is an awesome thing for your self-care. The thing that I notice a lot of my clients come to me and they say, okay, let's just, I want to get a morning, good morning routine. Let's, you know, mm. where should we start? How should I do it? I want to do this. I want to do that. And I always have to back up and say, wait, we can't do the morning routine without having the evening rituals. <laughs> right. I love that. Yes. Cause you just can't, you know, if you're up all night and you want to get up at seven or six or whatever and see the sunrise. Well, it's not going to happen. if <laughs> You go to bed yeah. really late. So I think these self-care rituals, um, I, I do this all the time with my clients because I'd say 80% of them come to me to lose weight and 80% of them need to sleep. Okay. We don't even talk about diet or anything. (laughs) Like we can't do it unless they get the right sleep. So very often, and most of these clients are women over 40. So yeah, 
getting sleep and they're stressed out and they're doing, you know, not treating themselves like a five-year-old, not treating themselves with love Mm -hmm. and care. So some of the easy, like the low hanging fruit is, you know, I'd ask them what, you know, what, what is it that they like to do? And very often it's, it's reading, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a bath or like you said, a tea. So when you get into, um, sometimes I think those smell, the sound and the lights, you know, always get lights to yeah. be really dim. And I understand I, the way things work is we, our bodies respond to rituals. It just yes. the same way in adulthood, just as children, like, you know, yeah. you're going to have dinner and then you're going to have the bath and you know, after the bath, mommy's going to come and read you the story. And you know, after that comes a glass of water and a kiss and you know, and it's like mm-hmm. that same thing. And the body is programmed and the mind is programmed. It's waiting for those things. So yes. you get into the habit of say dimming your lights at 8 PM or putting on a candle that smells really nice or essential oils or whatever it is that you like having that tea and kind of hitting at the same time, you are programming your body and your mind for sleep. And, yeah. and it's, to me, I always tell my clients, make your bedroom like a spa, <laughs> like yeah, walk into a spa that. to get a massage or something. The lights are yeah. dim, there's beautiful spa music going on and you can hit Spotify. Yeah. I, I, I like Spotify and I just write the word spa and then all this like cool spa music comes in and then you get a lavender yeah. something calming at night and that smells like the spa. So the spa. my brain goes, Hey, I remember, I recognize that the last yeah. time you got a massage, that's what it felt like. And the last time you had a massage, I felt so good. I fell asleep on the table. You know, <laughs> it's like, exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think there's something like what you described is so true. What happens to the body when we prime it and we give it these routines. And it really is like that sense of safety and certainty that is created from do, having rituals and routines that happen at the same time is what, again, switches the body into that parasympathetic nervous system. And it can relax because it knows mm-hmm. this is what's happening next. This is what's happening next. And you're, you're already setting your body up for that beautiful, restful sleep where you are going to, you know, all the kind of restorative hormones kicking to gear and all of that. And that mm-hmm. happens by giving the body something to rely on. And this was something that absolutely was my own personal experience. I had no idea of the the impact that a routine has on our physical health, but I was having a lot of hormonal issues in my late 20s and early 30s. And for five years, I didn't have a period. And I was working with a, a doctor. And one of the first things she said to me was, you know, the amount of kind of stress hormone in your body is, is off the charts. And she asked me about my life. And I was living at that stage a really lovely life, but I was traveling a lot, similar to you, Sora. You know, I was a nomad and kind of changing country all of the time. And she was like, the number one thing you have to do is whenever you get to a new place, you absolutely have to think that you're a newborn baby, which means eat at the same time and sleep at the same time. She's like, if I can only give you two pieces of advice, it's that. It's come up with a way of sleeping at the same time every night, waking up at the same time and eating your meals at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because if you give your body that routine, it will reset to the to the time zone that you're in and it will feel safe. And she's like, but if you're like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of you're eating whenever, whatever, and sleeping mm-hmm. wherever, what you know, whenever, yeah. your, your body is not going to know what's up. And it's yeah. going to be constantly like stressed and uncertain and just producing the wrong type of hormone. 
Absolutely agree with that. And that's with my experience. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the ritual was super important to me. And uh, when I landed, I just figured out, okay, where am I going to do these things? And how can I get my rituals in? I traveled Mm -hmm. half my suitcase was clothes. The other half was just a, like a roller and a, and yeah. massage things and you know my yeah. essential oil thing is like a mini travel one like all this like stupid stuff yeah and but it was so important to me because I knew I wasn't going home like I thought like I'd go on vacation and I could live without this stuff no problem but when you're a nomad mm-hmm. you know I I knew how important those rituals were and mm-hmm. it, if not it would set me off so this is a great great advice for people who are traveling to and for business you know mm-hmm. if you're on holiday you do whatever you want but if you mm-hmm. are for business it's important I think to keep these rituals going and mm-hmm. especially if you're in different time zones you know, I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to stuff like that. And not everybody is, but I've noticed that what helps me a lot is when I have these little reminders, sometimes it's on your phone, sometimes it's on yeah. this my aura ring, you know, it tells me bedtime's coming, you know, it's like eight o'clock, they're like, it's coming. So like, they're telling you yep. to wind down like your mommy would, you know, <laughs> you're like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you're in the I don't know, middle of an email, you're like, okay, I should really wrap this stuff up. The watch, the iWatch, the Apple watch, they tells you, oh, you should stand up because you're sitting too long or yeah. these are gadgets and technology. And a lot of people maybe are not into it, but I think these are great ways to keep you disciplined and motivated yep. and reminded, Hey, do you love yourself? Are you, you know, are you going to, are you going to do what you know you should be doing? And even if you don't want to, and I think that's a great way to, to keep these these easy self-care rituals on track is by having some little reminder and not that you can't deviate that in the weekends or whatever it is that, you know, you like to do or a special day, but I think I have to do another, like a podcast on how to stay disciplined in, in these kinds of things, because what I find is that a lot of people go, yeah, I'm going to do self-care ritual. You know, I will do, you know, the essential oil tonight. And, and they get into mm-hmm. it for like a day or two, just like you would, you know, exercise after the first of January. And then yeah. they and fall just forget, off, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so and um, a good little hack for that, like, which again, it kind of taps into our human psychology and that we're like, we do kind of respond to these like, to gamifying things and to, um, you know, almost like competing with ourselves is this idea of you, and I'm sure you've seen apps like this, of streaks and coming up with a streak. And even if you don't have an mm. app to do this, it's basically that idea of like crossing each day off a calendar. If you start doing that with any routine or habit that you want to create, mm-hmm. there is something that happens psychologically when you are crossing them off and suddenly you've built up a streak of like four or five days. Then you're like on day six, you don't want to break the streak. Yeah. <laughs> and so we keep going and that helps us with our discipline. Yes. Is, is literally just having a system of keeping track. Yeah. Whether it is, you know, pen and paper or whether it's in an app, I know certainly like with my Fitbit, it's, because of that streak, you know, every day it has to be above 10,000 steps. I will get to, if I'm at the end of an evening and I'm at like 8,000, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do 2,000 yes. in my room right now because I cannot handle the idea of breaking 
the, the streak. streak. <laughs> and this is very like natural human psychology. So I think that could be a really cool thing for self-care is like create a streak system where you are tracking it every day. And it's almost like you get yeah. to see, oh my goodness, like I'm at 30 days now, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then it'll just be such a habit that you'll love it. I think it's absolutely I correct with me and my clients that that works really well. Headspace mm-hmm. does that, for example, the, the app yeah. for meditation. And yeah, Insight Timer does it too. Yeah. And you can see, yeah. you know, you don't want to break that streak. It's a good one. The Aura Ring also does every morning you get a report on how you slept, wow. you know, and yeah. and and if you did really well, you get a crown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so when I yeah. sometimes at night, I'm like, I want that crown. I want to get the crown in the morning. I want to have a crown like 10 days in a row or that streak in that game. Yeah. It comes back to being a five-year-old and like when we used to get a gold star. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid, but it works. But it works. It really does. Yeah. No, those are great. These are great tips. And, um, and I think gamifying and gold stars and rewards and finding that is so great. So I, I've seen, you know, as technology comes out and I love technology, I love all these gadgets. I love these things, Mm -hmm. biohack my body. And I find that they're more and more, they are adding that, that gamifying element or that um, star and stuff like that on the streaks. It's, they understand that that's motivating. And if it's motivating, well, you're going to buy their product and you buy their product, you're going to probably buy the next version. And, um, and I think, it's, it's worth a try. And if you can't or don't want to, then the idea of having a calendar and literally marking it off with your hand um, yeah. uh, should, should work just as well. And put a big calendar in the kitchen. and you know, just... Oh my gosh, it really works. It's that, again, it's that visual thing that works for me. If I'm yeah. marking it off on my calendar and I start and I'm like, oh, I haven't done it today. It's like, you can't, it, it's such a, like to have a square where it's not done. It's like, oh, yes. I just need to do it. <laughs> yes. Actually, you know, what drives me nuts is the little notification on your WhatsApp or Facebook, or I'm like, yeah. I want to clear that. I don't want a little red mark on my app logo. It's so, it is so clever on those app designers to do that because you know you're going to go and open their app and then you're going to get stuck in Facebook for an hour and spend more time there so they can sell more advertising. And it's a brilliant, yeah. it's brilliant for them. But it, on the mind, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. How I, and maybe some people don't care, but I hate seeing that little red circle cleared out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And even though we're singing the praises of technology, which I'm all for, I would say that my other like self-care tip is that I think one of the greatest things we can do for self-care is to spend some time away from technology. Yeah. So whether that's like putting your phone on airplane mode for a certain amount of the day or just like turning devices off at eight o'clock. And I think we've become so used to having them all of the time permeate Mm -hmm. our life that one of the best things, again, what would you do for a child? Every parent these days with their children is not allowing their kids to be on screens 24-7. You know, they're restricting mm-hmm. that time because they've read how bad it is. And yet for themselves, <laughs> they're on their phone all the way up until the, they're in bed on their phone. And I was like, but you're telling your kid that they can't uh-huh. have their phone or their screen or their TV, whatever it is. But you can. Because like, so, we are all yeah. a bunch of five-year-olds. We don't want to grow up. <laughs> We think we're better than that. We know yes. what to do, actually. But you're right. So, the days I forget my phone at home and I'm out yeah. and I'll be out all day. I'll get the, my first instinct is panic. 
<laughs> and then, uh-huh. and then I go, yeah. you know what, there's nothing I can do. And all day, and you just feel so good to not mm-hmm. have that phone stuck to your hand. And you just, after a while, I go, why don't I just do that on purpose sometimes? You know, yeah. it's, it's, um, we're so reliant on it. And, um, you know, we have business. I, I need my business is on my phone, you know, it's, but my business and my private life get crossed too long, too, too much. And, you know, that's, it gets out of control. But, anyways, these are great self care hacks. I love them. I'm going to have to let you go, Sam, but I want everyone who's listening to know they can find you on Instagram at sparked. Um, it's underscore S P A R K D underscore. There's no E Mm -hmm. sparked. It's just sparked. (laughs) And uh, you're also on, on your website is, is www.sparkedcommunity.com. Again, without the E that's the uniqueness of your name. (laughs) And, um, and you have a program I'd like you to share because um, you specialize in healing women deal with emotional eating and you've helped so many of my clients. I love that. And I, I want you to share a little bit about the program and, and where to find it and how to get it and, Thank you. Yes, we have a eight week or eight module online course. It's totally self-paced um, called Heal Emotional Eating. And it takes uh, you through everything that, that you need to really be able to heal this, this problem that so many women face. So it's all about looking at, okay, well, let's look at the physiological side. What, what causes cravings? What might be going on? How can you reject the diet culture? And then we go into like, let's look at how you can build your self-love and your body acceptance because that plays a big part in emotional eating. And then we really look at the emotions and how it is that people can process those, develop better coping mechanisms. And the final piece is really about creating such a beautiful, nourishing life from the inside out that we're not turning to food to nourish or to you know, emotional eating to nourish ourselves because we're nourished by the way that we live our life, by our jobs, by our relationships, by everything in our life. So it's very kind of holistic program and it's all just little videos. Um, So that is over at sparkedcommunity.com. And also um, in terms of like something that people can pick up for free, we have a, an ebook at the moment, which is 31 days of mental and emotional fitness, which Mm. is totally free. You can find it either through Instagram or on our website and that was because this month is Mental Health Awareness Month and we thought we would launch this, but it's it's good for any month, obviously, so you can get it any time. And, and one of those 31 days is self-care. So if these types of things are, you know, are resonating with you and you want, you know, 30 other ideas for things yes. that you can do for your mental and emotional health, then that's something that you can just grab for free. Oh, that's awesome. I'll put that in the notes below and, um, and they get a discount, right? If they go through Hack My yeah. Age. What absolutely they do. What do they need yes. to do for that? Um, actually, oh, we might need to update the code. So if if you are coming through Hack My Age, um, if you send us a DM in Instagram, we will send you the code. And Zora, I will send you the code so that you can um, give it out as well. Yeah. And also, if you guys are into more one-on-one programming, if you prefer uh, programming, <laughs> one-on-one personal, personal coaching, you can contact Sam and she will coach you through uh, one-to-one if you don't want the program um, route. But the program is always good um, if you're on a budget as well. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us and staying up at night. <laughs> yeah, it's been really lovely. I love talking self-care, so it's always fun. Awesome. Well, have a good night. Thank you so much. Hey, did you enjoy the podcast? Don't forget to subscribe to be notified of all the new episodes and leave a review to help build the tribe. It's a small act of kindness that brings me big benefits and helps others find this amazing content. The best thing you can do is share. Sharing is caring.
statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Anything we say or products we mention are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information provided by this podcast is not a substitute for personal medical advice and not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the personal research and experience of me and my guests.